This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. From Chicago, this is the Chavrusa. I'm Avram Kivalevich. And I'm Kalman Morch. Wow, it's been such a long time, Kalman. I don't know if this is season five, season 10. I'm not sure, but it's been a long time uh, since the Chavrusa Shaf has met. Um, and, and I guess with the, um, uh, it's, an aus- it's an auspicious time, I think, that we are meeting. You know, the Gemara Nivamas talks about the, uh, 12,000 Zugois of uh, Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. And I think many people uh, talk about the Harusa Shaf between them. Of course, didn't end up so well <laughs> well for them. But uh, I, 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 I think you're trying to make a suggestion about Nagu Kavod that Maybe I should go a little easier with you. Yeah, well, we'll talk about what Kavod really means. And um, I, I'm ready to give you the Kavod you really deserve, which is uh, recognizing what makes you you. And uh, I, I've never, in all the years that we've been Chavrusas and through thousands of miles of distance and so many years and things that have passed between us, um, I think I've always appreciated what, you, what you're about. But let's talk about... Yeah, uh, that, that feeling is mutual, but that's, that's the Chavrusa chef. Yeah, so let's talk about the Rebbe for a minute. Um, you know, it, it, Chazal talk about Rabbi Kiva in, in such incredible terms, and uh, the parallel to Moshe Rabbeinu is, is, is obvious. Moshe Rabbeinu himself saw it based on the Gemara Menachos. He says, you have someone like this, Vatanus and Torah Yodi, and, and the, 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 uh, the fact that Rabbi Kiva, based on all the traditions, lived to be 120, um, 40 years, the, the Chazal say, he came to study at 40, and he spends 40 years learning. And he really becomes a Rebbe, if you, based on this Chazal, at 80. So it's at 80 that he becomes the Rebbe. Well, spe- I think it's at 80 that he becomes solely the Rebbe, right? Because after 24 years, he already has Talmidim. When he comes back to uh, um, Rachel Vascal Savua. So I think that's how we have to understand it. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? That it's at 80 that he becomes just the Rebbe and not no longer a Talmud in that sense. I'm not really sure about that. I mean, it makes sense, as you say, that as a spry 40-year-old is when he left Rochel and was on his way. Um, and But we know that he did, the Gemara talks about how he was local uh, Al Yode, remember the Gemara talks about him going through his growing pains. Uh, yeah. He had, he had Rabbi Kiva had been a sort of unwieldy uh, t- uh, y- uh, older man. He was he was a pretty grouchy middle aged man, as we know. He wanted to be no sheikh kachamor, the the Talmud Chachamim. He was uh, he wasn't exactly a pussycat. Yeah, but I mean, he, he starts as the Midrashim described. He goes to Cheder, you know, starts uh, goes to goes to Cheder with his son. Yes. Um, who may or may not have been Rabbi Shev and Karcha. Yes. And, and then he, but, but again, he came back after 12 years. And right. So, he, told he had 12,000 Talmidim then. And then after 24 years, he had 24,000. So, 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 so Talmidim can have Talmidim, right? 
Right. But it seems clear, though, that he was still, in a way, connected to Rebbe Ben Hurkinus and others, that he saw his his father and his Rebbe. But, okay, okay. Yeah, let, let, let's just... I mean, the story of Rebbe Eliezer Ben Hurkinus and, and uh, um, dying is misnomer during those those uh, first uh, 40 years. So if his Rebbe passes away, then he's not the Rebbe. Yeah, I, I understood that him at 80 becoming, um, I don't so, know if this is our subject, but but I think that's when he becomes uh, sort of standing on his own. Or the Uber Rebbe for Kalistro. We know that there, when the question about who should take Rabbi Gamil's place, uh, when Rabbi Gamil uh, errs in his uh, imperiousness or his sense of what he was trying to do uh, in the Gemara and Brochus and Bechoros, Rabbi Kiva was a possible candidate to be Nossi. So let's assume that that occurs in between 40 and 80, okay? But at 80 for sure, Rabbi Akiva is now Rebbe Premier and uh, almost a Premier Rebbe for Kuala Yisrael. And then another 40 years of teaching. I, I once heard from the great uh, Eli Wiesel that Rabbi Akiva was the paradigm of a teacher because even his last moments on earth he was teaching, right? His Talmudim said... Oh, I, I don't think Rabbi Akiva is unique to that, right? Well, that's, I think, our topic, because Rabbi Akiva clearly was in his Gedanken, even to 120, just like Moshe Rabbeinu Lonos Lecha, that Moshe Rabbeinu's Koach was there. Rabbi Akiva, even as he was being tortured, and as his body was was being was 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 being, the skin was being flayed off of of of, of his of his skeleton, Rabbi Kiva was still in his teaching mode, still understanding that it's the Shas Kriyashma, trying to teach the Gedarm of whatever Kiddush Hashem means. However, you ex- understand the, the exact nature of things. My point is, Rabbi Kiva was this exceptional, exceptional person who was in his clear. First of all, given this great gift of age, longevity, but also, you would probably admit, Kalman, Siata Deshmaya, God allowed him that strength to be a teacher till the end, everything he represented. The exceptional Rabbi Akiva that I think proves the rule. We go to Igor Shapshirago and in other places, we find that most Talmudim, most people did not have that exceptionally long age, or Rabbi Akiva did, that, that longevity that was so uh, striking that Moshe Rabbeinu commented on it. I would say, and here's what I want to suggest to you, the Ramban says it in many places in Chumash, that 70 years was the standard. He was saying it not just as a parshan, but also as a person who looked at the world and knew that most people were living about 70, 80, not that much different than it is today, perhaps even much younger. And I would say the Tanoim Namaroyim, probably most of them did not live as long lives as that. And therefore, what I want to suggest to you, in the spirit of the exceptional Rabbi Kiva, to perhaps talk about the uh, most of us. Most of us, including maybe even most of the Tanoim and Amaroyim, perhaps, but definitely for today. Maybe at 80 or so to hang up the spurs. Um, the, uh, you know, I, especially if it's clear that that person is not who he was. What I'm trying to say really is we know that somehow G'dayle Yisrael rise, become Moetzes, become the post-Geador. However that process occurs, we can talk about if it's a, if it's a, if it's a meritocracy and if it's correct, and if, if, if people sat in that chair who shouldn't have been. But let's assume it's perfect. 
that the right people are there, the right place can be there. Don't you think, considering the infirm, as much as we've made advancements to stave off mental um, uh, infernment, don't you think it makes sense for at 70 or so for the Rabbonim to start grooming their successors? And by 80, just like in this, they're talking, I think Biden just announced this. This is one of his ideas they're thinking about in the Supreme Court, besides packing the court, but also having a, a limit at a certain age to sit down. The, the, the brains that it takes to be at the top of your game, to pask in the most difficult questions, the ones that the lives of hundreds and thousands of people dependent on, don't you think, Kalman, that, that discretion or I don't know if it's discretion, but knowledge should tell you, look, I, I'm going to step down. I'm going to train my successors. At 80, I'm going to still be a revered, wonderful person. And I'm, well, he will be wonderful in the eyes of people. But he's readying for the next belt. And the, yeah, therefore, the, 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 the good I don't agree with you on this. Okay, I good. I'm happy you don't. That's why we call the Harusa. I think that, the, I, I think that there... I mean, we have to give that in a situation where someone is actually um, experiencing an illness, uh, a mental breakdown, whether it's uh, Alzheimer's uh, or any of the other conditions, which is an illness no different than any other. I think that that's true, that if, if, uh, if, if, uh, if an elder sage is actually medically unable to perform his function, then it would be no different than anything else. But but just old age, just old age, and I think we're used to the concept of, of old age um, being connected to deterioration of both body and mind, but I don't think that's actually true when it comes to our Torah leaders. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, and I'd like to quote a Chazal for this, but just speaking in, um, from, from our, in our own terms, I, I do think that you'll find that these elder sages and elder rabbis, they become even greater and wiser in their old age. And to the point where we, we may even start thinking of them as confused just because they have such wisdom and clarity that we can't understand or appreciate how much wisdom they have. My, the point I'm making is I'm going to have to argue here. And uh, I guess that's what leaves us with a uh, with a chavrusa debate. But I, I'm going to have to argue that there should be no limits to the terms of the gedolei hador if it's just because of age. And uh, it, 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 if anything, we should give a. Uh, you hate to use this word, but we should, there should be a premium to to the fact that they are so elderly and so knowledgeable. And before I get to the. Uh, um, the Mishnah Kinim, which I'm sure you're already expecting. But, but, but besides that, I, I think that there's something to be said about people who have experience in life. We know the Gemara condition tells us that when we're supposed to stand up for a Zakein, you're supposed to stand up for an elderly person. And we know that the word Zakein means Zeshekanachachma, the one who acquires wisdom, which tells us that when you should stand up for someone, it's not so much about their old age as much as it's about the knowledge that they've acquired, which is why our sages tell us that if you have a Chacham Vyanik, if someone's very young, but they're very wise, that we would stand up for them. Yet the Gemara says that even if someone is not learned, but just someone who's seen 
many years. Just having old age is a reason to stand up for that person. And, and that's because that person has so much knowledge and wisdom just from experience. Now, that may be countered by the fact that with, um, um, despite the fact that there have been, uh, um, you know, as you said, uh, great advancements, medically speaking, but most of the time, there'll still be a deterioration. I just don't think that that same is true in our case when it comes to the Taurus ages. And that's where I'd like to, uh, if I may, pull out the Mishnah in Kinim that uh, I'm sure you're expecting. The Mishnah in Kinim tells us, When the call comes to the elderly, the uh, how would you translate that? Unlearned people? Anybody that's learning the sh- anyone that's listening to the show knows what an amaretz is. Either because the, either because it's us or because they're listening. But go ahead, yes. People who aren't necessarily uh, uh, who are in, 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 in the academy. Go ahead, yes. Not that you've offended all our listeners. I'll go on. So he says, the elderly unlearned people, the older they get, the more confused they become. But the, the sages of Torah, the elders of Torah, and he uses the term Torah, doesn't say Zikne Yisrael or Zikne Tzadikim. It's not about righteousness. It's just that's the power of Torah. The elder they get, the more settled their mind becomes, the more clear they become, unless you've got a different interpretation of that. Shinamar, we quote another tvuna. In the old people, there is wisdom. And in those who have had long days, there is understanding. And what what our mission is... Okay, so look, look, we get it. Obviously, there is Talmud HaKadim who have not just been using their minds to figure out hedge funds or to figure out the statistics of, uh, of baseball scores. They have been actually pushing themselves, not only in something that's intellectually demanding, but also something that we believe represents the Das Hashem. So there is, isn't just that the Amearits aren't learned, but they aren't learned in the special sweet beauty and power that is Torah that is really connected to the mind of God. I, I'm with oh, you. One second. How do you mean that? Uh, please clarify what you mean by, uh, are you suggesting that it's the sweetness of the Torah that which is creating this effect? Of okay. Listen, oh, okay. We all know what learning does to someone. We know that the same, and we believe, both of us, though we disagree on many things, we both believe that learning this wisdom of the Yama Talmud, of anything that's part properly of Torah, is a different manner of involvement. And the subject matter and the essence of what it is, is something inherently different even than quantum physics or any sort of deep ideas of thinking or whatever right this is both of us believe this now there's going to be a lot of people out there who are listening who are very skeptical about this they'll say what makes Torah great is because it happens to put together just uh, an incredible mix of aspects of thinking which other types of wisdom can do the same thing okay both of us I think for this argument agree that the Torah does represent, in a way, the mind of God. And in that way, when, it's, when you do connect to that and you really get it, something is spurred within your soul, which actually then permeates out through your mind and, 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 and therefore gives you that, that endorphin release that is 
sweet. And I can, that's part of what, what I meant. And I don't deny that. And I'm sure all the people that we were speaking about before, Gedolei Yisrael, throughout the Doris, who have learned Lishma and have learned properly, have had this. I would, let's assume that that's correct. However, doesn't necessarily mean that they retain the whole plethora of information that they need to Paskin, Shilas that are so important for Klal Yisro. Um, why, why, I, 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 I agree with you that that's not what the definition of Daito Misyashevus but Daito Misyashevus doesn't exclude that. Right. But, but Daito Misyashevus is adding another element that besides yes. for all the knowledge they have, right. they also have this sense of clarity about it. Which, which means, like, for certain types of advice, certain types of understanding of human condition, and even reading for the next world, you can get something from them that you wouldn't be able to get from someone else. Whereas the Amaratsin are scared of what it means. Not only don't they have the type of mind, but even the confusion that reigns on every person who is about to step into the last stages of his life. The Tamid HaChachamim don't have that. But that does not mean Kalman that they should be at the front lines of dealing with the most complex, difficult questions. Now, I'm, I'm going to say something. Now, first of all, look, the Mishnah, you mentioned the Mishnah in, in Kinnim or Kenim, however you pronounce it, the, but the, the Mishnah in Avos that's coming up in a couple of weeks for many people, I don't do it, but the people who do Pirkei Avos every week on Shabbos, we will have Rebutev and Tamer's statement about, you're right, Zikna occurs at 60. That's me, by the way, right? Past that. So remember who you're talking to, right? But Ben Shivan Laseva, which is, ooh, look how gray he is. And we have to realize there's something special there. Look how long God has given him life. Ben Shmonim Legvura, but Ben Tishim Lasuach, right? Clearly, Kalman, this Mishnah, no, any way you look at it, is saying that Lasuach, what do you think that means? The Paskin? Lesuach means, yeah, he get a good schmooze from him, right? Yeah, he'll tell you about what he remembers from the Alta Gedalim before the war. Oh, he's a good person to have around. But is, is, is he someone who should be the Baletza? You know who's the Baletza, Kalman? The Ben Chamishim. <laughs> you're, not the, you're not there yet. But the Ben Chamishim, that's good for Eitzah. You're still in the, you're in between Bina and Eitzah. But clearly, the Mishnah is telling us that, wow, give it to the 80-year-old who made it. If the 80-year-old made it, there's something there. But in between between 80 and 90, eh, if he made it till 90, he's good for a good schmooze. You probably get some good information about the Holocaust from him, whatever it is. And then, Ben right? So, now, Rav Yashiv, the exception. Rav Vosner, the exception. What I'm worried about is, and I have seen it, I don't want to say who, but I saw people that had been propped up as Gedolim, as Poskim, as Rebis, who were not with it at the time, and their Shamosim and Gaboyim were using them. And because of what it meant, wouldn't it be a better world, just like the chief rabbi? Look, let's talk about Chochem Avadia. 
Yeah, yeah, hold on. I, we, I think you're saying a lot of things. Let, let's go. Let's go and take a step back. Here. Well, we we yeah, go. We haven't now, talked in such a long time. Kind of long. I'm not used to you interrupting. When it comes to the Mishnah and Pirkei Avos, so number one, I think the Mishnah and Pirkei Avos is open to interpretation. You know, what does it mean? Tishim Lasuach. What does it mean? Ibatik Avam and Olam. Furthermore, the Mishnah is not necessarily referring to Tamidah Chachamim either. It doesn't say that. Right, because if you're talking about a guy who starts Gemara only at 13, only at 15, you know, how can he possibly be a Talmud Chacham? I'm kidding. Uh, but, 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 Ben, Ben, Ben Tishim, even Ben Tishim, there's some who are Goyris Lashuach, right? Not Lashuach. So I, I think there's room for that. Uh, Very dochek. Whatever you're going to say, it's not going to be anything no, close saying, to Pshat. I'm not even going to get into it, because there are so many other interpretations of the Mishnah and Avos, and we can argue over the meaning of the Mishnah and Avos, but I don't see that Mishnah Very, very tortured, very tortured interpretations. The simple I, Pshat is what Kivalevich says, okay? Yeah, but the, you know, the simple Pshat isn't always what uh, Chazal intended, that the... Um, the Chacham is speaking Chidas. I, I don't think that the Chacham... Oh, come on. Pirka Yovos is Chidas? Pirka Yovos is like Rabbi Barav Chada? Come on. I, I like the God of Rabbi Chada? That the rabbis were here sitting there and saying, by 90, you're this, and by 100, you're basically dead. What are they trying to say? That's not what they're trying to say. That's not what they're trying to say. And I... I I don't think it even the Hasidic interpretations of Kilu Ba'avar Abatlum in the Olam that the person already has a connection, one foot in this world, one foot in the next world, the Zosabracha, Ashaberach Mesha Isha Elukim, right? He's an Ish, Khatsi Melmala, Khatsi Melmat. I I I I don't think your 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 Mishnah in Perkyavas is necessarily a I hear the point you're making, which is that Chazal sort of felt that there was, and I don't think you need that, because if you're learning it simple, if you're going to go just with the pshat pshat, there's no reason to suggest it's talking about Tamin Chachamim. Chazal tell us specifically in this other Mishnah that um, um, that Ziknei uh, Torah, it's Daitim Yisrael And before I go, I also want to say that I do agree with you, I have to agree with you, that there have been instances where there have been great Gedolei Torah, whether it's Rebbe's or Rosh Hashiva's or Poiskim or whatever, who have um, entered into a state where, medically speaking, they're no longer in charge of their faculties. And, and it wasn't necessarily apparent to everybody when that began. That may be true. And that, nevertheless, there were people who used that person to take advantage of that. That has happened. But we're talking in, in the general, um, you know, the... the um, general path of, of your typical Gedole Torah, I don't think that that's the case. I think that in many, in, in the majority of the cases, they, as they, they uh, continue to understand things and to grow in knowledge. Uh, and we could talk about whether there are abuses and people who take advantage of them. We could get to that. But I don't think, I, I think that that example you're using is just as much as an exception as the example that you're giving of someone like Rebel Yashiv, who I agree with you is an exception to have that level of of um, open, you know, just knowledge, yudias, kalatera kula on the fingertips, uh, which which may in many other cases not be on the. Many Kedolim have said, when I was young, I could, I could. They themselves said, when I was young, I could throw around masechtas. Now it's a little harder to think. They've said that, but I, I and before. I'll, I'll grant you that. But I do want to reverse all the way back, if I may. I have a different understanding of that to Mishya Shevis and I, I want to respond to the way you understood it. Um, I, I, the way I understood it 
is that the reason why you have an Amaaretz, the older he gets, is because this world is Mali Shkarim. It's filled with lies. And when, when you learn more information within the world, with, even if it's in mathematics or physics or, or, or medicine or whatever, it's filled with so many lies that the older you get, the more tirufadas there is because there's more confusion. There's so much more that doesn't make sense. There's this study, there's that study. Every 10 years, the entire scientific, uh, is, it's all overhaul. <laughs> okay. The Torah is the truth. It's the MS. And when you've got the MS and the pieces all fit together, as you get older and wiser and learn more, they fit together even more. So that's how I understood that they have a greater access okay. to truth. Well, now I know why you were asking me what an Amar... Now I know why you were asking me what an Amaretz was, because you wanted to even say an Amaretz might even be a scientist. But as we know, the theories of 10 years ago have been now been displaced. And right, so I, I'm, I'm calling it um, Zikne Torah, Versus versus zikne amaaretz. That's why I don't think it means someone who's unlearned. I think it means someone who's a zakin who's not of Torah. Yeah, that's because not what the only... Mishnah means. Okay, we know what the Mishnah meant when it talked about amaratzim in the time of Mishnahis. You want to be true to what the Mishnah meant? No, I, 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 love, I love this parish. Uh, I'm not saying that amaaretz means a scientist. I'm saying that amaaretz <laughs> means non-Torah. Which yes. is what he meant then, and therefore it's going to include even the um, the Chachme Umasayla. Okay. They're also going to be non Torahs again. Okay, listen, here's the idea. And, 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 and uh, I know when we, the, the Mishnah in Pirkeiavos is talking about the human condition. And there are, as we say, Torah is a Segula to be protected, but we know it's not complete. The Gemara says, Shikur al Yoro, right? Even if a person has, has, has drank something, right? The, he just went home for lunch and had his Beaujolais or Cabernet Sauvignon or whatever it was that he was having, his Merlot, whatever it was that he was drinking, right? It's and it wasn't not a like, scotch. It's not a... Right, right. But it wasn't, he, he wasn't getting tied up. He wasn't getting tight. He wasn't getting stoned and plastered. He should not be paskening. We learned it out from last week's parsha. It's an Easter Dar Isa to paskin when your mind is not at its peak. Right? You can learn Torah, but you can't paskin. A zokin b'yoyser can't sit on the Sanhedrin. Here's the thing, Kalman. Well, I don't agree with you that a zokin is the same kind of not in a state of mind as a shikar. Uh, there, there's, there's a difference between diminished and confused. We're talking about two or three ounces of, 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 of wine. For God's sake, we're not talking about someone who walks in and he's totally all over the place. He just doesn't have that same clarity. And and the reason is, is because he put something into his system. Now, are you going to... I don't think that old age and alcohol have the same effects on the mind. You can't compare them. You can't. Compare of course them. they you do. Tell me one is more than the other. You you can't compare them. Of course you can compare them. You are the, even like you mentioned before the postkim who said they weren't what they were before. Now Rav Moshe is a very interesting study here. Anybody that does a critical analysis of the chuvas of Rav Moshe from the like even what he did in Luban, the incredible hekif that he gave of a complete sugya or what he was doing in the 50s and 60s, the Chidusha Matsumim, to what he was writing in the mid-70s and early 80s, where he was barely getting it out. Now, again, he still had that incredible laser-like focus about what he was trying to get at. But those chuvas really need to be seen much differently, even but though... That, that's an energy difference, not, not a clarity difference. It, and I, 
okay, the energy, as you know, is necessary to re-question and go back and re-look at it and, and, and find, here's the thing, what is lost, Kalman, by the Gedolim going into a sort of beautiful retirement where they're still teaching Torah, they're still involved in the yeshiva, but they aren't on the front line of Piskei What would be wrong with them? Well, number one, there's no such thing as retiring. There's no such thing as retirement. This is a... This is a you're, Close you're, the door, you say. You want psak? You want to figure out what we should do about uh, whatever question that comes up? Yeah, but let's go directly to, to your question. I think that we would what we would lose is the opportunity to get, have this knowledge and wisdom and access to the greatest mind in the world. You would still have access to it. No, but we're not running. We're not running the Torah world according to their wisdom, and instead we're handing it off to the people who are second best. Not second best. Are you going to tell me because you're younger, Warch is second best to give a lebedee? No, but I'm going to say that the Gadol, <laughs> the Gadol Hadar, any anyone else is second best. That's not true. There's a reason. That, that's what it means. Because like, I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about the people who are the most qualified, who are the most learned, who call themselves accepted as their leaders. And then, you know, let's say that happens in their 60s. Look, okay. And then 20 years later, you're looking at him and saying, you know what? It's time to end. The Chavetz Chaim, wait, the Chavetz Chaim finishes his final volume of Mishnah Perura around 1906, 1908. He lives another 25 years. He's still incredibly no, active. He lives to 300. I, that, that's, that's different. You know, no, no. What I'm saying is, does he does he produce anything that's even close to the Mishnah Perura for the last that, 25 years? That back to the energy piece. I agree with you that there's a Not just problem. energy. Not just energy. The Sfarim that represent halacha lamais, not just beautiful drash that you can say over and, 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 and get that spirit. The Sfarim that represent psak of, like like the Chazanish said, the Mishnah Brewer represents the psak like it came from the Lishka Zagazas. Hey, it stopped in 1906. Right for the net for the next twenty five years, he was doing other things. He had other. He played a different role. If the Chavetz Chaim would not have been in Vienna, would we have a Daf Yomi today? Never. We wouldn't. Okay. you listen. We have both been on record so many years ago about Daf Yomi. That's really. I agree with you. I, I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm maybe just... maybe he shouldn't have been there and we wouldn't have Dafyomi the way it's taken over the world and, and we'd have other real learning going on. I'm surprised. You will say anything to win an argument, even to say something totally against your own principles. Come on. The you point might... is that his leadership was there and he was present. I, and I, I grant you <laughs> Dafyomi points. I'll, 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 I'll take that one. But, but he was. And look at the stories. You know, the, all right. the so, Rabbi Schwab, Rabbi all the things that they took from the Chafetz Chaim in his later years. It, it was so much. The, those are the things that carried us into the next generation. But not as. But again, the so I, I am trying to say, like in all of our shows, it's not extreme. Yes, he's still the Godo. He still deserves COVID. But all the whoever is sitting. Hoskening, you know, would say, look, I, I, I am no longer the address. Chacham Avadi, of course, was at the, till the end was always the address. Maybe he would have been served better, Chacham Avadi, not for his own sake, but as a as a raya for others. Not everyone was as gifted and as blessed as he was, and therefore, in order that the the 
look, I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going I'm to uh, speak out of school for a minute or maybe tell out of things. One of the greatest, and you're right, it was a medical situation. But I was, I happened to have been in Rav Gifter's apartment where Rav Gifter, Zohar of Rocha, was living uh, 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 by his son. And I was by Rav Gifter's apartment and I saw Rav Gifter when he was the lion of learning. And if you've ever, uh, the listeners should know that Reb Gifter was an extremely gifted mind. He might've been really one of the greatest American born uh, thinkers in the 20th century. Again, we, we not Rav Salvechik and others were born in Europe. He was born here, went over to Europe and really was, was, was a Lamden of the highest rank, a Balmachshav of the highest rank. And you know, again, your son, I think, is learning and tells, and he probably uh, heard about the greatness of Rav Gifter. But Rav Gifter, unfortunately, towards the end of his life, whatever the machla was, it, it affected his mind. And uh, he wasn't able. And I stayed in Rav Gifter's apartment because I was going through Cleveland. I, my, my father had died. And I wanted to be in a place where I could say Kaddish. I arranged the yeshiva very, um, uh, went out of its way to find a place for me and my family to stay there. We stayed in Reb Gifter's apartment and I was hanging up my clothes and I saw in his, in his closet, there was a little sign that said, he had his, 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 his frock for Shabbos, for Chol. And it said, wear this on Shabbos. There was a little note there. And it, it, it struck me like a thunderbolt, that here was this greater gift who I had had the schuss to, to talk and learning with and to sort of be involved with a Masabamat and learning with him, this incredible Kayach. And that's what, unfortunately, yeah. wait, wait, wait. And I know that when that occurs, but it, 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 it happens slowly. And it happens in a way when people don't realize it. Maybe it's worthwhile. And of course, he had his COVID and his son took care of him and his Torah is going to be learned for generations to come. But maybe it makes sense for G'dayle Yisrael, who have reached a certain age, to say, look, I'm going to still give shear, perhaps, but maybe just like I'll bring you a riot from Rav Kamenetsky, from Rav from from I'm getting his name mixed up, Rav Shmuel. Rav Shmuel handed over the reins of the yeshiva to his son, as right. And what is what? And, and Rav Shmuel still will still speak and spade him. They still get his das. But maybe it, it makes sense in order that the we don't have abuses that the gedolei Yisrael train. And that's what I was saying before, Kalman. Get them ready, and then inochinami. These other young, brilliant people take their role, and 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 and, and, and there never is a question. I'm going to concede that uh, again. I've already discussed the point. In a case where it's medical things, and and obviously I'm 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 reminded of that uh, of the Gemara that says that the shivrei luchos, that the broken luchos also had a place in in uh, in the, the arum. And, and and you know I'm not going to argue necessarily. Uh, as you uh, uh, may have suggested that I would, that the Shivri Luchas represents a proof that, but you know, the broken Luchas are the broken Luchas. And, and I think you're bringing an example from the broken, broken Luchas to the whole Luchas. I will also concede to you that I do think that if the Gedolim would put in more effort into a sort of apprenticeship, 
whether it be their son, or um, as in the case of Rabbeinu HaKadosh, or, or whether it's their student, as in the case of Moshe Rabbeinu, whether, however it's being passed on, Kalal Yisrael would have been saved uh, so much trouble if it would have been clear to everyone involved who the next leader was going to be of any group. And then I think that one of the worst things that, that, that uh, uh, the worst things that have happened to us have come as a result of people, uh, you know, I, 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 I agree with that. But to suggest that the, um, the greatest mind in the generation, the, the, the source, the makor of Torah in the generation, should kind of fall into the background for the sake maybe of a better transition, but that we, in that process of the transition, should lose a certain level of leadership because the if the goggle is going to micromanage, you're going to miss it, right? That's missing the whole point, right? So he's got to step back. You yes. lose some of that leadership. And I don't know if that sacrifice is worth it just to create a smoother transition. Now, again, to avoid elderly abuse, I agree with you. We're going to have to avoid, we're going to have to find some way of of being able to check ourselves before a Godel enters into that state where he's now able to be. Uh, uh, but I don't think the only solution is to take away the car keys. Yeah, well, I think that the ones with DOS will give it up. Look, we, you never hear forever. We don't want the ones with DOS to give it up. We want the ones without DOS to give it right, up. Right, but the only way everybody will give it up is even if the ones with DOS give it up. And yep. I, and and they would be, why wouldn't they beat Zafridin with the young, well, we have I'm no... Sure they would be happy. They get to sit and learn. We're the ones that don't want it. Look, why I would even... Why would when they go to the son of the God of Ador or the Talmud of the God of Ador, when the other person's in the room next, again, we talk about decisions for Klal Yisrael, right? Okay. So we've got the person with the, all the answers, as far as our door is able to deserve, who's in that room. We're not going to ask him, not going to ask him, we're going to go to number two, because this will create a better continuity. Is that where you're... Yes, yes. I wouldn't have put it in such prosaic terms. What I would say is instead was that we, we accept the idea that at 80, you retire. At 80, you're finished. And, 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 and every person steps down at 80. And every, the Moetzas, that's the limit. It was a terrible tragedy last year when, when the Novominsker died. And he might have been one of these exceptional people. And we know that he was still functioning at 90. He was still going to write these Maimarim. His Svarim are beautiful. He was an incredible person. You're right, many of these people would you would say why we stay stay but in order just like we have in many situations uh low levayish as misha Einlehem, right this it's i don't i don't think we need that by gadolia there's no there's no but, but, but again there's going to be that godo and i'm going to say look the satmarov was not the Satmarov at the last couple of years of his life. The Satmarov was a puppet, and it was terrible to see that, right? And 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 and, 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 and again, you know, well, it's true of many of the other rebbes. I, I I don't like to call out names, but there's a number of other rebbes who who were you no, know, they had a stroke, they had a this, they had a that, and all of a sudden, and um, new things came out from them, new ideas came out from them. I want to make one point, and I'd love to hear your response to this because I, I um, it always bothered me. You had the one of the greatest Nevi'im for Klal Yisrael, Elisha Hanavi, who it turns out, after he throws out Gehazi, all of a sudden there's all these new Talmudim. He's like, what happened? 
Like, oh, Gehazi had been at the door all these years holding people back. Gehazi, turns out, did all kinds of terrible things, right? He was abusive to women. He was Mechal uh, Hashem, you know, all kinds of... Uh, and then eventually even Avodazar. And yet, Alicia held him as his right-hand man. And to me, I cannot accept that someone like Gehazi fooled Alicia in that way. I mean, just fooled him. But rather... And it seems like anyone, if we were looking at it, we would say, look, here's this God Ladar who doesn't know that his Gabe is taking advantage of it. He's deciding who gets into the Rebbe, who doesn't get into the Rebbe. He's deciding where the money goes, right? He's One second. Okay. 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 Look, you're, what I'm suggesting, let you're me You're conflating things, I think. I, what I'm suggesting is that Alicia understood and he knew that somehow this is the way things need to be. And I think that in many cases where the people think that they're taking advantage of the Gedolim, that the Gedolim are kind of just allowing it because they're focused on the bigger issues and they protect the bigger issues. Not in all cases, but I do think that in some cases where we think that the Gedolim doesn't know what's going on, he's a lot wiser and sharper. Than all right. Listen, clearly, we, like we said, there's a great wisdom that they have, even though they've lost the sharpness and the, and the Bikiyas. They definitely still have that. What I would say is, again, it's wrong to conflate Elio and Elisha and Elisha and Gehazi. <laughs> Elisha was never Elio Shiking, like Gehazi was for, for Elisha. And, 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 and therefore, Elio and Elisha is a greater remez to, to what was going on. And again... Uh, Elio didn't? Elio retired early, but only became the game of Malach. It doesn't sound like he would have handed over the mantle. In his case, literally a mantle. Right, right? the Adaris. The Adaris, right. He, so he literally handed off to him, but that's because he was going off to bigger and brighter horizons. But otherwise, otherwise, I mean... Again, I think that till we solve in any sort of way this, this, this the medical issue, which I think is going to be with us despite longevity, I think my way is a very wonderfully covetic way to make that happen. Well, you know, I'm happy that we were able to get back into the ring a little bit and discuss this. Uh, You know, now that we have our our double platforms, platform for Illinois Center for Jewish Studies, and of course, the Yeshiva of Newark's platform as well, where uh, many of cross episodes can be heard, we'd love to get people's feedback about this topic uh, again, without mentioning, I think Kalman the the um, the uh, example that Pope Benedict showed uh, by yeah, stepping down. There. He retired, and then Apicaris came into the Vatican. <laughs> so, so you see exactly what happened, right? right? But the but the, the the sense of retiring, I think Benedict, uh, despite his Nazi type past, I think deserves credit for stepping down. I think that's an important thing. And, and again, the Supreme yeah, Court... According to me, that's just another example of uh, what wouldn't be Zikne Torah. Okay. Uh, and, and again, Zikanem is Zikanem. And I think that, and unfortunately, no one was a greater Chacham than Rav Gifter in his time. You never know why the Rabbi Shalom doles out, even, even the Rav of Soloveitchik. And despite the promises of what Chazal say, the, the, the proof, unfortunately, has, has, has been displayed. Well, again, I'm glad that we are able to come together, and I certainly wish for you. Um, <laughs> I, I wish for you, 
with Bea Bina and Haskell. Yes, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't reach a state where Kiwu Mace Uboto Minaylam. That's it, my friends. For I think this week, he's Kalman Warch. I'm Rabbi Avram Take care, my friends. We'll catch you hopefully much in a much more frequent way uh, in the future. Take care, everybody. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.